Well, good morning and welcome to Local Matters. Uh, we are talking about education matters today, and we have two special guests with us. Tim Martin is Deputy Director of Putnam County Schools, and Hannah Davis is Communications Supervisor for the Putnam County School System. Welcome to both of you. Thank you good for morning. having us. And it's, uh, it's good to have you both back. I don't think we've ever had you together, but uh, both of you have been uh, in in visits in here before, so this yes. shall be fun. It, it <laughs> will sure be. It will. Yes, it will be. And uh, <laughs> you can just play off of each other and and uh, point at at one another. The audience will never know, right? <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> well, the uh, the launch of the school year is is almost complete. We're, we've had a, a an exciting uh, month of August and and. September is rolling, and the kids have to feel like they're back in, almost in in the system. So has it has it gone well so far this year? It's been a pretty smooth launch this year. Um, I do feel like you know we're fixing to, we're heading in. We're in September, and it's it's busy. It gets busy in the month of September. So it's, uh, we're, but everything has gone well. Um, just a few little technological things have gone on, but we've communicated those out with parents, especially with our school nutrition, but they've done a great job in, in navigating that. And so uh, we are thankful to be launched and ready to hit the fall months ahead. Yeah, we feel like we've had a very successful start to the school year. Everything seems to be going very well. Well, that's good. Well, my my two grandchildren um, would would affirm that they both seem to be doing uh, um, off to a good start. Anyway, does it does it feel like a new normal? Uh, we've had a a weird last couple of years. So this is it almost back to normal? Well, <clears throat> it seems like we haven't uh, this first month of school. We haven't had too many issues uh, like we've had the last couple of years. So hopefully, it's a new normal. You know, we hope we don't have more outbreaks and things like that. Um, but, you know, we're always going to be watching out for those kinds of things, and we feel like that, uh, that you know, as a community, uh, Putnam County handled those uh, problems as well as anybody did, and we feel like if something does come up that we're prepared to handle it. And it's not unusual in the first month or month and a half of school for the kids to bring back a lot of germs and viruses from wherever they've been and so it's it's fairly normal to have a pretty high absentee rate soon after school starts, isn't it? Uh, yeah, could be um, when everybody gets uh, back in uh, back from running around outside all summer and kind of enclosed in those classrooms. Then then you're going to have some uh, sharing of germs and that kind of thing right off the bat. And uh, you talked about technological challenges um, a little bit, Hannah, but um, we we've all all of the children especially have um they've gotten more comfortable with google chromebooks and with having to go virtual if if that situation arises so in one sense um they're better equipped now for a challenge than they were 2 years ago aren't they oh yeah they're they're a very adaptable everyone has to shift when things like that happen and so technology is a beautiful thing we've seen it play so well in education and continue to see all the latest and greatest that comes out from education and technology but it is also 
um, one of those things where it is technology. And there's times where if we've learned anything through COVID, it's that we need a little bit of grace. And so when in technology, we also need a little bit of grace. And so <laughs> sometimes when we're implementing new um, softwares and platforms and we just need a little bit of grace on that. And we've had a lot of that. And so it's been it's been good. But, yes, they, they easily adapt. Yeah, I think the children adapt much better than the uh, uh, the parents and grandparents and, the, and and probably even better than the teachers in a lot of cases. Yeah. It's true. And our, our teachers do. Um, they've learned a lot over the last couple of years, too, about uh, remote learning and, and the technology and those kinds of things and what you can expect from your students and how to get um, performance from your students when they don't necessarily see you face to face every day. It's just a lot different uh, than having kids in the classroom. Uh, But I don't think anybody is disappointed to be uh, back in the classroom this year. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's uh, it's an exciting time of year and they're they're happy to uh, to see see things beginning to roll out uh, again. Well, how is enrollment in Putnam County this year? Uh, we are up just a little bit. Uh, we're around uh, 12,000, uh, almost 12,100 students, uh, and that's up about 90 to 100 students over last year. So it's not a huge increase. It's not the kind of increase you're going to see in Murfreesboro and some of those really fast-growing places. Uh, but, you know, when you think about it, uh, four or five years of that, and I have schools that have four to five hundred school uh, students in them so we um, are always looking at the numbers and planning for the future and and thinking about what we need well i know there's a lot of planning for the future going on and and uh, there'll be all kind of new announcements sometime this fall we hope on on a new school but let's talk about capacity for a minute Um, you've got some schools that are probably fairly pressured mm-hmm. and maybe others that are that are not as pressured talk yeah. a little bit about that well so um you know talking about capacity is a uh, it's a complicated thing um lots of people think about uh well you got 20 extra kids so you put an extra classroom down at the end of the hall and put a teacher in there and send the 20 kids to it you know and in some cases, in elementary schools, we can do that. Uh, but when we get to the middle schools and the high schools where we rotate from class to class and you, um, you know, your child may have one group of friends that they have in math class and a different group of friends they have in English class and that kind of thing. And so um, capacity is it's a lot different uh, when you start talking those types of schedules. And really, even uh, down in our elementary schools in the third and fourth grade, we rotate classes a lot of times. So it's not the same discussion uh, that it was maybe 25 years ago or so. Um, so, you know, we're looking at those kinds of things. Um, our high schools... You know, we still have quite a bit of uh, capacity at Cookville High School, uh, even though I'm not sure that anybody wants Cookville High School to be any bigger (laughs) than it is today. We still have some capacity in that building. Um, Our capacity is fairly tight in Monterey. Uh, We don't see a lot of growth um, in Monterey, but but we don't have a whole lot of room left uh, up there. Uh, and our capacity is really tight at Upperman High School. And uh, we do have um, a, 
project to um, add on to that school. And uh, that project is uh, in, we haven't broken ground yet, but we have let the bids and we do have a contractor and we will be starting that work very soon in the next few weeks. So, Anna? I, I think what's interesting is, uh, you know, Mr. King says this often, I know uh, Mr. Martin has as well. Our high schools have changed in, the, in a way when we look at capacity and we think of it, like not all you know, 900 and something students are at one school at one time. Um, they're coming in and out. There's different opportunities for them now, a little bit different than when we were in school. And so um, sometimes they're, they're not always at the building at the same time. Would you agree, Mr. Martin? <laughs> I do agree with that. We have lots of uh, students taking advantage of, um, of, you know, college credit classes that they take uh, outside of the high school, and we uh, we have our uh, vital program that offers online classes that a lot of uh, students can uh, take, not necessarily at school, and so that does uh, that does uh, cause a lot of come and go, especially from our high schools. You know, we have a lot of students um, uh, going over to the Cookville Higher Education Center throughout the day. We have some students uh, possibly going to Tennessee Tech throughout the day, uh, so you see that uh, quite a bit. Um, and that does relieve some of the pressure uh, in the high schools as far as just the um, maximum amount of students being there all at one time. And theoretically, the, the students know this better than uh, anybody over 20, but uh, they can dial up classes all over the world, can't they? So uh, they theoretically could take yes. a class from the University <laughs> of Hawaii uh, uh, now that they know this technology so well. Yeah. Theoretically, yes. I, I don't know how many of those uh, we have working through our vital program, uh, although uh, all of our supervisors will know that I always volunteer to go to Hawaii to research <laughs> any, any problem that we to, have. have to do a facilities <laughs> check at the place yes. that, Make sure it's that they were going top to. Top and, shape there. and I would go with you. I'd be your, <laughs> Absolutely. I'd be your driver. Uh, well, uh, we know the western part of the county is growing fast, and that's what we see at Upper Moon with the mm-hmm. – with the pressure there, and we know there's a new school in planning stages uh, at Parkview down a little south of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the um, the new growth you've had, uh, is there any big change in demographics, or is it basically just students coming in from out of state, from, from other places, following their parents? Uh, I think we've got a lot of growth coming from, from out of state, and that's what it uh, seems like to me. Uh, I haven't seen a big uh, shift in demographics. Um, I, I do think, I, and you know, if you drive through the Baxter area, you're going to see the the subdivisions and things like that that just uh, seem to be springing up out of nowhere. You know, it, it's not hard to see the growth down there at all. Um, but we, you know, we see that throughout the county too. We see uh, just beside our office, we've got a, a new apartment complex going in right next door to us. Uh, apartments going up all over the place, new houses going up all over the place. So I think it's just a desirable place to live. Um, and, you know, we've got people that want that. So you got a lot of people moving out of some of the bigger cities and, and looking for a smaller place to come to. And Putnam County Schools has got a great reputation, so it, it's certainly not uh, not anything that, that parents would have questions about bringing them into into our county for education. Well, we're going to take a, uh, a, a little bit of a break and then come back and 
talk about some of the things parents think about, school safety and uh, maybe the adopted school program and a few other things. This is Local Matters, and we are talking to Tim Martin and Hannah Davis from Putnam County Schools, and we will be right back. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to Tim Martin and Hannah Davis from Putnam County Schools. Tim, as as deputy director of the school system, I know uh, this is something you think about every day, and it's it's on a lot of different minds. But school safety is is it's just an ongoing thing. It it's something you have to think about. It involves fire drills and it involves mm-hmm. tornado plans. Boy, we saw that in western Putnam County. It involves ice storms and bus yes. routes and um, and intruders and shooters. So there's serious things and there's Mother Nature things. Yes. There's a lot to school safety, isn't there? There absolutely is. And, you know, we feel uh, very fortunate in Putnam County. Um, the school system's been able to work with uh, the sheriff's department and with the county commission to provide an SRO for every school in Putnam County. Uh, we feel like that is a huge benefit for us. And our SROs really um, serve as kind of the the basis for that school security all around. They, they uh, participate whether or not, you know, if you're talking about intruders, they participate as far as that goes, but they also participate in tornado drills and fire drills and things like that because, you know, we also know that sometimes when you're going through uh, one kind of emergency, some other emergency may pop up from that. You know, somebody might try to, uh, you know, pick up a kid when there's a fire drill going on, and then we can't account for that student. So uh, that would be something that the SRO is always going to look out for, and they like for us to have plans uh, to keep that kind of thing from happening. Uh, So our SROs are involved in every aspect of planning for school safety, even if it's not something that you um, always think of uh, as a police issue necessarily. Um, Every school has what we call a a CERT team, which is a school emergency response team. Uh, That's made up of teachers and administrators. It's also made up of your SRO, uh, and they talk about all aspects of that individual school. Uh, So they look at the fire drills, they look at the tornado drills, but they also look at evacuations. They look at, uh, you know, intruders, uh, any kind of thing. And that team uh, tries to see what that individual school needs 
uh, for uh, to address those issues there. And then they work through our countywide team to get addressed whatever issues they think they have. Uh, we also have a great group that gets together, our countywide CERT, um, and uh, that's uh, uh, Brandon Smith and the people at Emergency Management. They work great with us, and you know, we, every time we get together, we have we have the fire departments, we have the police departments, we have everybody there to talk about all the different things. And so, uh, again, uh, just saying that in Putnam County, the way the community works together makes all the difference uh, in how our schools operate. We feel very fortunate about that. Absolutely. I agree. I second everything he just said. We have fantastic partnerships with our emergency management and services and our SORs, SOO, SRO officers, goodness gracious. Um, they um, are just phenomenal and they work really well with our staff. And I do think the way they go in and train and sitting in on those trainings and watching what they're doing, they have relationships with our school leaders. Mr. Martin, I've talked like they talk, these SROs talk with their, their principals every day and they're, they're engaging with them. And so you've got teachers and the different people on this CERT team that um, they're taking ownership, and they, they take it very serious. And so we are very fortunate to have what we have in Putnam County Schools. And it's Putnam good County. that they, they get together and plan things. Um, may never happen, but at it's least better to be they've, prepared. they've Absolutely. got something in preparation if it does. And the LEPC, the Local Emergency Planning uh, Group Committee, mm-hmm. um, is is just great at that. And that involves the hospital and Maybe the highway patrol, yes. depending on the circumstance, all kind of different uh, folks come to that table. That's great. Well, there's one other safety kind of thing that we hear a lot in the news, and I, we're dealing with children who are learning citizenship and mm-hmm. learning how to interact together, learning just the fundamentals of society. They're learning to interact with each other. Sometimes that becomes bullying. Sometimes it's just kids learning how to be together in a group. That's got to be a tough call. Bullying's a big issue for parents. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know it's something you think about and you talk to your teachers about. Yes, it it certainly is. Um, And so there's all kinds of conflicts. So when you take, uh, you know, 500, 800 kids and put them all in the same building together, uh, you're going to have some conflicts. And and, uh, so we try to deal with those as best as we can. Um, You're going to have some conflicts on the playground. You're going to have some conflicts in the hallways and those kinds of things. And sometimes that rises to the level of bullying, uh, which generally is something that is uh, ongoing, something that happens over a long period of time uh, where, you know, maybe one student is trying to coerce another student into doing things or or whatever, just focusing on that one student. And then sometimes you just have a conflict between two students, which is not necessarily bullying, but it's just we've had a disagreement today and kind of bumped heads a little bit. We want to deal with both of those issues, certainly. Um, And, you know, one of the things um, that we need in order for that to happen is we need to know what's going on. So we uh, always urge parents to listen to your kids. And if you have um, if you have concerns about interactions that they're having with other kids, then we need to know about that. We certainly can't address things that we don't know about. And so whether that's your um, 
your kid coming back to school and talking to their homeroom teacher or going and talking to one of the counselors at the school or, you know, whatever that may be, uh, we do have a lot of resources at the school to deal with those issues. But that brings up parental engagement, and uh, it's good when parents get engaged with their schools, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, we we feel like we can't do our job without uh, parents' involvement, you know, and um, I know that uh, – Parents and and I can't say I'm any different. Than, you know, I want my kids to go to school, and I want the teachers to take care of them. and And I would rather just go out and do something fun when I get home, and not have to worry about uh, homework <laughs> and things like that. Uh, but you know, it's very often necessary. Um, uh, you know, just to make sure that you're talking to your kid about what's going on at school and, and what they're getting done. And, we, you know, we have lots of online thing, ways to check kids' grades and things like that. So we've asked parents to keep up with those kinds of things. And, and if you notice that uh, that your child's slacking off, then make a make uh, contact over that. Unless most of those issues are things that if we nip it in the bud early, you know, then we can take care of that and it doesn't turn into big issues. It's better for uh, everybody if is, you get it early. Um, and so it really doesn't matter what the issue is, whether it's academic, whether it's uh, disciplinary or whatever it is, you know, we need the help of parents to address those issues. Well, I know every school tries to have sessions where they bring parents in to get them to Mm -hmm. understand more about what's going on. Uh, So we just want to encourage parents to get involved. I know some of them lead very busy lives, but they need to be involved with their schools, and the, the teachers and the administrators will appreciate that. Yeah. Every school has a family engagement group um, that kind of guides those activities at the school. And, you know, we uh, parent, a lot of parents may think we don't, but we try our best to have those activities on nights that are not overshadowed by sporting events. Well, we may get to talk a little bit in the third session about sporting events, too. Um, right now we'll take a quick break. This is Local Matters, and uh, we will be right back. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking educational matters with Tim Martin and Hannah Davis from Putnam County Schools. Before the break, we were talking about engagement. Hannah, one of the ways that a lot of organizations in the community get engaged is through the the Adopt-A-School program, other ways of volunteering with the schools. Tell us about how valuable that is. So the Adopt School program is is wonderful. It is a partnership with the chamber, um, our local couple, Putnam County Chamber of Commerce, and they are um, a big piece of that. Um, adopters within our school, that's organizations and local businesses, they can get involved by adopting a school. If they see a school that has a need, um, they can reach out to the school. Um, they can also reach out to the Chamber of Commerce, and they can um, – get plugged in with the school. Sometimes they're like, I just want to be involved. A business just wants to be involved and they don't know where to start. The Chamber of Commerce is a great place um, to go and say, hey, and they can look at those schools and where the needs are and and help place those businesses where there's needs. Um, but as far as the Adopt-A-School program, what is so unique about it is um, they're going through a little bit of a revamp right now, and it's, it's really been great to see um, ways that they're going to kind of have them engaging So um, in the schools. 
So when you're an adopter, um, it, there's definitely, I'm sure, some fi- you, there's financial, you know, providing, you know, coffee to a um, to the staff for breakfast or doing different things. But to really engage, so businesses obviously have. Um, they have expertise in a specific area. If they can take what they're learning, or those skills, those soft skills, even, and um, and and then you know whether they're engineering or their real estate sales business, all those different things can play a role in the schools. And these students just need to be exposed to it. So I think as an adopter, if you're if you are an adopter or looking to adopt, I think. Ex- expand your thought process on how you can really engage and broaden that horizon because you can come into the school and you can come and read a book and and that way but you can also especially um in those upper grades and fourth grade even really showcase skills and ways that students can be engaged through what careers are available to them we're very much about exposing as many careers as possible to our students there are so many to choose from and the adopt school program is definitely a way to support the schools, engage with them, um, and uh, showcase careers that are in the in the and region. we you mentioned the phrase rebooting, uh, redefining the program a little bit. With COVID, we had to pretty well push people away from the schools for a while. Yes. So things like the speakers bureau that was there a few years ago at the chamber uh, went away, and now they're beginning to reemerge. And I, I guess we, uh, we, we want to quickly point out there's a lot more forms of adoption than just the formal adopters. A lot of folks are engaged with the extracurricular activities. It may be a drama club that they're, they're working with, helping provide costumes or something, or a sports program. There's a lot of ways to get engaged with the school, isn't there? Oh yeah, that's and I, I definitely can let Mr. Bar. He gets a he before I came onto the scene. He probably handled most of all these questions, so he can jump in at any time. But um, but yes, there's multiple ways that they can get involved in. Well, um, you know the the hard part about that, I guess, is there's not one answer. Uh, <laughs> you can get involved. I mean, you can contact a coach. You can contact an athletic director. And they can find a way for you to get involved yeah. if you'd like. You know, I have I have uh, restaurants that do uh, student of the week at certain schools, and some uh, you know some restaurants might want to do uh, something all over the county. Other restaurants want to work in one certain school building. Uh, we certainly have uh, no shortage of businesses that want to sponsor uh, football teams, basketball teams, those kinds of things. Um, and, you know, as you mentioned, Dr. Bell, we've got some pretty popular drama programs over the county. So uh, if you know if your child is involved in something or you've seen something in the newspaper and you think, you know, that's right up the alley of my business I'd like to contact that school and see how I could get involved. And I can promise you they'll figure out a way for you to get involved. And we need to, going back to school safety, there, there'd be a vetting process. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got to go through the security and yes. and uh, do things that in the best interest of the student. But yes. but it's great to get them, get them involved. Well, speaking of getting people involved, um, We've had a lot of people involved in some new positions this year. So you've got a bunch of new principals. You've mm-hmm. got uh, just all kind of leadership changes, and that's an exciting time. Talk a little bit about some of the 
the changes that have gone on? Well, um, we've, uh, I guess we could start with, we, we've had uh, a retirement at the <laughs> central office. Uh, so Dr. Sharon Griggs left us, been with us for many years over there. Uh, and uh, we hired Dr. Bubba Winningham from Allgood to come up and take that position. And so that left us uh, needing a new principal at Allgood Middle School. Uh, so we've got uh, Rusty Darley uh, coming over from Cookville High School. Uh, we've got uh, Mr. Billy Stepp that was uh, principal at uh, Upperman. Upperman High School, yes, uh, he actually accepted a position as director of schools in Cumberland County. And I haven't so. seen smoke rising from Cumberland <laughs> County yet, but exactly. I do need to call Billy. Yes, yes. absolutely. Uh, so that left us a position there, and and um, we chose Steve Robbins for that position, which I think is a, uh, a great thing for the people at Upperman. Uh, but that uh, took us taking two people from Cookville High School. Both of those guys were assistant principals at Cookville High School. Uh, so, of course, we've uh, had ranks to fill there as well. And then... Um, Jessica Etheridge moved to Upperman Middle from uh, All Good. Mr. Penner uh, left, or Dr. Penner left the, the district. Uh, and so, um, you know, that was... And really, that was two people from All Good as well. So that was your principal and one of your assistant principals there. So I will tell you that we are proud of all of our new people. We think we've built uh, new teams at all of these schools uh, that are working great together and working with their communities, and and I couldn't be more happy with uh, with each one of these places right and now. And Mr. Darley's already been on the program, oh, and yeah. the, you can tell he's excited about absolutely about that. And the Upperman folks are excited about uh, all the changes there. So they're just passionate. Like this group that's coming in, it's been refreshing to be around them. Um, we we. The past ones have been fabulous, and it's just a good energy all the way around. And so we are we are very lucky to have them in their places and um, look forward to what is to come with them in their roles. There's a lot more to school than just the classroom. So let's talk a little bit about extracurricular activities. And uh, obviously in, in our communities, we probably hear more about the sports programs and sports is a really important extracurricular activity for many students, mm-hmm. but there's many other types too. Talk about the value of getting engaged in some kind of extracurricular work. Well, the biggest value to me, Dr. Bell, is that this may be a surprise to some people, but the classroom work is not the most exciting thing for a lot of our kids. Okay, uh, so so if we can find something uh, that interests every student in school, that gets them to want to come to school every day, um, you know, one of the big things that we have that that really support so many of our other programs is a band. You know, we've got great band programs at all of our high schools, at all of our middle schools, and then we have music programs in our elementary schools that are not necessarily band, but they, you know, they do play with some instruments sometimes. Get them and they ready do, a little bit. Yeah, and they do a lot of singing, so they're kind of a chorus band mix at a, at a lot of the elementary levels. Um, 
and they go around and, and sing and perform at a lot of events and things in the community. Uh, but our bands, you know, they do that as well. They Not only do they support the other kids, they come to the football games, mm-hmm. they come to the basketball games, uh, but they're also out there at the parades and they're out there, uh, you know, just supporting the school. So I just think, you know, it, it, it's just great, the band programs that we have and what they do. And our chorus programs are the same way. Uh, they don't maybe participate in as many sporting events as the band does, but they do a lot of things in the community. They sing at a lot of different places. Um, and you just, you know, to me, that is a uh, just the way that they represent our school system is phenomenal. Uh, you go from there to, you know, all kinds of clubs mm-hmm. and organizations that look, you know, we allow um, – we allow students to suggest clubs a lot of times. So if they're really interested in something, um, and what we say is, well, if we don't have it already, then if you can find a teacher to sponsor it, then we'll let you have that club, you know. And so uh, we uh, just try to focus on the student's interest and give them something, again, to want to come to school. Um, This is kind of halfway in between um, what we're talking about here, but our JROTC programs yeah. pull in so many kids, yeah. and uh, and our kids love those programs. And so, you know, we've got that in all of our high schools, and we don't have to uh, – this is not a club either, but our, our career technical programs oh, are the same got, way. Yes. You know, they uh, really get kids involved that way. So the message to parents, if you're listening, is uh, – Get engaged, but also make some way, find out a way to get your students engaged and find out what they're excited about and get them involved in that at the school that they're in. The national data is very clear that the dropout rate goes down, the the, uh, grades go up, so get them engaged. I think what's interesting is um, at a very young age – you, they're they're doing this at the elementary age with clubs, yeah. and so you're seeing um, green teams, and you're seeing STEM clubs, and you're seeing these different things coming in at the third and fourth grade level. And when you have that, they're kind of raising them up, and you start to see this big picture of where they're headed. And a lot of those things happen during and right after school hours. And so if you can allow your kids to stay a little longer, it's sometimes a little bit more of a sacrifice. But if you allow them, it kind of gives them a, a small glimpse of educating them so when the as they get to middle school as they get it, they'll begin to understand the balance of both things and that's a great place to end the the whole idea is get them engaged and get them involved give them that balance in the schools uh, mm-hmm. we will try to get you both back sometime this year and talk further it's been a pleasure to have tim martin and hannah davis with us today thank you both for being here thank you thank you dr bell